Hello everyone and welcome back to Beyond the Basket. My name is Brandon Muting, I am your host. And now guys, we are down to two teams, two number one seeds. We started with 68 teams. And now we are here about to crown a national champion in either the Gonzaga Bulldogs from the West Coast Conference or the Baylor Bears in the Big 12 Conference. So which team is going to be the team that wins the national championship? So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about my predictions, first of all, for the championship game here. And then we're going to be actually talking about some possible candidates that can fill in the North Carolina head coaching job. I'm guessing a lot of you have heard Roy Williams did finally, I shouldn't say finally retire, I guess I didn't really see it coming, but he retired, and now there's some big shoes to fill in that North Carolina Tar Heel role. Just the question is, is are the Tar Heels kind of done being dominant for a little bit? Because North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas, all of those teams, and you can include Villanova in that mix have all been known to be top seeds, always the top of the AP poll every year. But North Carolina, the last two seasons, it just hasn't been their season. And now it's another coach's job to step in and do something about it. So I'm going to be talking about the possible candidates, and I think the best fit for the North Carolina organization. But we will get to that later in the podcast. Now, this Gonzaga versus Baylor game, it's going to be a very, very good one. I think the whole UCLA game, first of all, big props to UCLA and Mick Cronin. That was an amazing game. That was the first time where Gonzaga only won by less than 10. Gonzaga blew out Norfolk State, killed Oklahoma, sent the Blue Jays right back to their nest, took down the Trojans with ease, and then struggled against an 11 seed. Keep in mind another Pac-12 team in UCLA. So let's go over some small statistics real quick, though. Gonzaga, are they going to beat Baylor by 10 points? Well, are they going to win? When you have Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler on the other end, it's going to be tough. Gonzaga right now is favored by five points. And I'm going to tell you the guy they need to watch is Drew Timmy, the center for the Bulldogs. Baylor needs to contain him. The reason why UCLA just kind of lost the game, obviously Jalen Suggs' buzzer beater was had March Madness written all over that shot, but Drew Timmy took over that game, and that's what caused UCLA not being able to run away with the game. They contained Jalen Suggs very well, which is very, very hard to do, so props to the Bruins on that, and that's what Baylor needs to continue on doing. Now, obviously, Andrew Nembard is already, or sorry, excuse me, Ryan Nembard is already going to be guarded by Davion Mitchell. I think Davion Mitchell can handle Nembard. Drew Timmy is going to be a little bit harder to to guard. Uh, You got Corey Kispert and Jay Elage. Those guys could be covered by Jared Butler. But the big man game 
Drew Timmy could take over, and that's what Scott Drew and the Bears need to prevent Gonzaga from doing. If you prevent Jalen Suggs, Corey Kitspert, Drew Timmy needs to be your big focus. And the one thing I haven't seen this season against Gonzaga is a zone defense. Like, you can prevent Drew Timmy from those inside baskets if you move to a 2-3 defense zone. And I think that could prevent Drew Timmy from driving to the basket. Yes, that leaves open shots beyond the arc. But I think you can risk that. You'd rather have that than Drew Timmy taking over the game. I doubt Scott Drew does that tonight. But you know what? It's March. You don't know what's going to happen. So if I were to put a prediction on this game, I'm going to have the Baylor Bears take in this game. However, I will say at the very beginning of March Madness, at the very beginning of the season, I thought Gonzaga was overrated. So I am here to eat my dust and say Gonzaga is not overrated. Gonzaga deserved all the hype this season. They knocked off Iowa, Virginia. Uh, they knocked off their conference rival BYU twice, and BYU was ranked in the top 25 twice. At, or Sorry, just at some point this season. So you can't call Gonzaga overrated. Yes, it's probably time for them to move to a conference, a different conference or a more, more difficult conference. But with all their recruitment and everything, that's what made Mark Few and the Bulldogs good this year. And right now, in the NBA mock drafts, you have Jalen Suggs, a top three pick. Corey Kispert, I think, is the end of the first round, maybe the start of the second round. And Drew Timmy is like mid-second round NBA draft pick. So they're going to be losing those three guys. Obviously, they did get Hunter Salas for next year. And maybe Shet Holmgren. So Mark Few can still continue the legacy for the Bulldogs. But this championship game is going to be a good one. And I'm really, I'm going to say, I hope it's going to be a good one. I'm going to say one of the most disappointing games was, I believe it was in 2018 when Villanova and Kansas met in the final four as one seeds in Villanova blew out Kansas, but that was in a final four game. I just don't want that to happen now in a championship game between two one seeds and Baylor surprisingly knocked off Houston pretty easily. I thought that game was going to be closer than the UCLA Gonzaga game, but UCLA ended up being the team that almost advanced to a championship as an 11 seed, which um, keep in mind, I don't think that's ever been done before. So the fact that they almost not only knocked off an undefeated team for the whole entire season, but they almost made history by going to the national championship as an 11 seed. So my thoughts here is I think Baylor takes it and I think it's going to be a tough game. I would love to see an overtime period in this game. I think it would bring all the hype. In the last time that an undefeated team went to the national championship is when Larry Bird played for Indiana State and the Sycamores lost in the national championship. Is it possible for Gonzaga to go undefeated the entire season and win its first national championship in program history? It's possible, but you have a very tough task in Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears. Now, I'm going to talk about some candidates for the North Carolina head coaching job. And if you guys didn't hear about the last episode, I actually have a website where these blog posts are posted. And this is one of them, but I just wanted to cover it so I can give you guys kind of kind of what my blogs are about. And it's actually going to be beyond the basket collegehoops.blogspot.com. 
So if you go to that website, you should see my website. I only have two posts. I'm planning on putting a third one about the most exciting March Madness games from this season after the championship game tonight sometime this week. I am trying to see what the games... This one's really tough. Um, and I think the championship game is definitely going to be in the top 10. So I'm kind of waiting to see this championship game. So here are some possible candidates. And I actually pulled one. So there's Power 6 Conference. There's six Power Conferences. We got the Big East, the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12, uh, the SEC, and um, what am I? Oh, and the ACC, excuse me. And I obviously didn't include an ACC coach because it's a very, very rare for a coach to go from one team in a conference to, to another team in the same conference. Obviously happened this year with Chris Beard going from Texas Tech to Texas. I just don't see it happening in the ACC. And I kind of thought it would be funny. What if Coach K from Duke went over to North Carolina? Obviously wouldn't happen. But you know what? The whole Chris Beard situation surprised the living heck out of me. Why would you go away, first of all, from a Texas Tech team that was developing really well to a Texas Longhorn team that's that was really well coached by Shaka Smart? But they're Texas Tech's rivals. And yes, it is all about money when you're coaching. But I think Texas Tech has potential in... Their highest seed ever is a three seed, and I think one day Texas Tech can be end up being a one seed. And I think Chris Beard could have done that. But obviously, he's going on to Texas. I got a little off track here. But let's talk about candidates for the North Carolina head coaching job. And the first guy I thought of was Jay Wright from Villanova. Jay Wright and Roy Williams are actually a lot alike. And they're both very, very classy coaches. They're not aggressive. They're not victory hungry I'm gonna say obviously they like to win but when they lose they accept it and they congratulate the other team and I'm gonna take you back to 2014 when in the second round when North Carolina took on the three-seeded Cyclones and at the end of the game they were only down by two and it came down to a call and I remember watching this game in person or not in person excuse me on a tv and seeing that the ref made the wrong call but Roy Williams still accepted it, didn't throw a fit, and the Tar Heels ended up going out in the second round because of a possible controversial call. And that's just the classiness of Roy Williams, and that's what he was showing his Tar Heels. And if you've ever seen Jay Wright, when he lost to teams like Georgetown this year in the Big East Tournament, when they lost to Creighton, he was congratulating them on social media and post-conferences, it's Jay Wright's just a very classy coach. And since Roy Williams was a classy coach, I think Jay Wright could fill that position in North Carolina. And heck, Jay Wright has won two national championships with Villanova in the last decade. And one of them was defeating North Carolina in the final game with that infamous Chris Jenkins buzzer beater. However, reports have saying North Carolina has reached out to Jay Wright and Jay Wright wants to stay in Villanova. And that report happened after I wrote this blog, but I was right about him being a candidate for the head coaching job. Jay Wright has his team in the Wildcats right now, so I don't blame him to moving to a North Carolina team that could be in rebuild mode for the next few seasons. So it doesn't sound like Jay Wright will take that position, but he seemed like he would really fit the Tar Heels program. Now, the next guy I bring up is Eric Musselman from the Arkansas Razorbacks. 
Now, I actually brought this up to a couple people during Easter, and they said, well, he's a one-hit wonder. Eric Musselman isn't really a one-hit wonder. If you saw what he did with Nevada in the Mountain West, in the four seasons that he was there, he had three NCAA appearances, two, I think, was it two or three? It looks like they won the regular season title a couple of times in like three NCAA appearances. And one of those appearances in the second round, they knocked off the two-seeded Cincinnati in a 22-point comeback. And then he gets upgraded to Arkansas. And obviously when Mike Anderson left, who is a phenomenal coach in the Big East right now, it's some big shoes to fill. They had a winning season. They were a bubble in Eric Musselman's first season in Arkansas. Then this year, obviously, Arkansas made some noise. They won 12 straight SEC conference champions, not conference championship games, conference games, and they were a three seed in March Madness, and people had them losing in the first round of Colgate. Well, that obviously didn't happen. They went all the way to the Elite Eight, only going down to the one-seeded team in Baylor, and obviously, Baylor is a very, very good team. So in just six seasons, Eric Musselman has taken two mediocre programs and made them nationally known. So I can see North Carolina hiring Eric Musselman. Eric Musselman's only 56 years old, and you're probably like, well, that's a little older than usual. Not really. <laughs> um, some of these coaches coach all the way up until they're 80 years old. So if he's got 24 years on him, he definitely has time to create something in the Tar Heel po program. All right, now this next one, Actually, my next two are going to get shut down real quick because reports have ha said these contract extensions have increased or they have contract extensions. Mark Turgeon, I'm going to say this one surprised me about his contract extension, but I had him as a candidate for the North Carolina job. Mark Turgeon just seemed frustrated in the Terrafin program, and I think it was just time for him to maybe want to leave. So, and I had him maybe possibly taking the Oklahoma job, but obviously Loyola Chicago's Porter Mosier is taking that position, which I think is a great, great pick. But Mark Turgeon has a great coaching resume, and he stands up for his players. He creates culture in the locker room. And in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, I mean, he had an altercation with uh, head coach Juwan Howard for the Michigan Wolverines. So he, can created, he created a great program in Maryland. And I thought he would have been able to do that for North Carolina, but it seems like he's going to stay with the Terps for the next few seasons. And the next one actually signed a life contract in Kansas, and that is Coach Bill Self. And I think people thought he would be on the hot seat maybe this season, but obviously he's done so much for the Jayhawks. I don't think he's leaving anytime soon, and that lifetime contract kind of proves my point here. Now, what I thought was ironic about this is Roy Williams used to coach Kansas, and he left Kansas to go coach in North Carolina. So I was like, wow, what if Bill Self did the same exact thing? Obviously, that isn't happening, but Bill Self took Kansas from a program that was mediocre in the Big 8 at the time and made them into a big championship contender team every single year in the Big 12. Now, the Pac-12 coach I picked for this job is Mick Cronin from UCLA. And I think we can all agree that Pac-12 was the most overlooked conference this year. Everybody was like, no, the Big Ten is the best conference. No, the Big 12. Obviously not. It was the Pac-12. You had teams like Oregon State going on a good run. Oregon went on an amazing run to be shut down by another Pac-12 team in USC. Oregon State, I can talk about them forever. They were rated last in the Pac-12. 
They won the Pac-12 championship. They knocked off Tennessee. They knocked off Oklahoma State. They knocked off Loyola Chicago and then finally lost. But UCLA was in a playing game against Michigan State and went all the way to the Final Four. The UCLA Bruins, I'm going to admit myself, there are are two teams who I thought was overrated this year. Sorry, three teams that I thought was overrated. Gonzaga, I obviously took that back. Tennessee, who I still think is overrated. And I thought UCLA was a little overrated. Obviously, their run in this tournament has changed my mind. And I'm going to say this run reflects on how Mick Cronin coaches his team. And the fact that they had a decent record in the best conference this year is amazing. So it brings up the point that he could coach at North Carolina, get the Tar Heels back on his feet, and return them to the ACC championships and the extensive runs in the March Madness tournament. Now, here are two other coaches that aren't Power Six conference coaches, but I thought would actually be a good coach. And this one, I actually did some research on like other people's opinions, and I loved this one. And that was Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith, who used to play for North Carolina. And the reason why I actually loved this pick so much is if you see him broadcasting for the NBA or college basketball, he has a good way to develop strategies on the court. And that itself should create tensions that he could coach a team. And now, obviously, job security as a broadcaster is a lot safer than as a coach. But heck, when Steve Kerr took the Golden State Warrior job, I think everybody is like, why would you take that job? You're a broadcaster. You have safe job security. Well, Steve Kerr ended up winning, what was it, two or three NBA championships. And now he's one of the greatest coaches in the NBA. Maybe not this season with the Warriors, but I think Kenny Smith can do the exact exact the same thing for North Carolina. The only reason I don't see him going there is because of his job security, but I think Kenny Smith could be a very, very good coach. Now, this next one seems to actually be a very popular candidate, and that is Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro. Now, I have doubt in this one, and the reason why I have doubt is because North Carolina is a blue blood program. And if I personally had my legendary coach retire, I'm looking for a coach who I know I can depend on in one of the Power Six conferences to take the Tar Heel program and build with it. Wes Miller has done amazing things for the Greensboro Spartans. A lot. He's gotten five, was two conference championships, two NCAA appearances, That makes a great coach for Wes Miller. And he's had five 20-plus win seasons, which is amazing. Where the doubt creeps in, though, is Wes Miller hasn't coached a team in the Power Six Conference, and I think he needs a slow buildup. And I know it's like, well, Brandon, the ACC is a Power Six Conference. We saw Poder Mosier go from the Missouri Valley to the Big 12. Yes, but Oklahoma isn't really a blue blood when it comes to basketball. UNC is. Or, yes, sorry, North Carolina is. So I don't think this should be the pick, but I'm not doubting Wes Miller's coaching. I'm just doubting the Blue Blood program in hiring someone that isn't familiar with the Power Six teams yet and with the Blue Bloods. And I think one of the reasons why he is a popular pick is because of the location in North Carolina And plus, like I said, he's had 20-plus win seasons. So I personally 
don't think Wes Miller is the fit for North Carolina, but I think it's probably the greatest possibility out of all the coaches I just named. But anyways, that should do it for the podcast today. I am returning next week. We're going to be talking about the championship game. We'll see who wins between the Gonzaga Bulldogs and the Baylor Bears. And we're kind of going to get take a big look at recruiting and maybe even the NBA draft. No, I'm not going to turn this podcast into the NBA, but I like looking at NBA mock drafts to see where these college players end up going. Anyways, I will see you guys next week. See you, bye.